Mick, it's rabbit hole in review. I know. I I I just heard that somewhere. Yeah, like uh, 25 seconds ago. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so this episode will be our year in review for all you rabbit hole listeners out there. Do we have a name for our listeners yet, Mick? Um, Not yet. You don't want to call them holes. Adventurers. Uh, adventurers? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Ch- uh, Ch- not Cheshire cats. Um, <laughs> they, they could be uh, uh, cards. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So you're in review. Yes. Um, I just had nothing happen this year. Really? Not a thing. Not a thing. No, I don't believe yeah. that at all. <laughs> well, um, Let's let's dissect it and see. Yes. So um, start from the beginning. <laughs> OK, let's see the beginning. You, you know, what I was doing at the beginning of the year. What? I was trying to uh, uh, teach everybody uh, that was going to be on vengeance what you did in prep. Ah, <laughs> because evidently um, short films don't require uh, a lot of prep. Yeah, which I can imagine. You know, I can imagine uh, uh, if you're going to film something for a weekend um, and it's just one idea, one thought, which is, you know, kind of the basis of of short stories and short films. uh, You can kind of show up on the day and uh, or or prep the night by the night before. Uh But uh, as soon as you get into um, it's exponential, let's put it this way. It's ex, ex, exponential. That's what it is. It's exponential because as soon as you start adding everything together to tell a whole story, uh-huh. um, it, it gets really, really complicated, really, really fast. And then you have to prep because you have to have everything, uh, everything there everything decided um, or as much as you possibly can. And, um, and, and prepping is, is, is sort of in the, it is in the vein of a, of an hour and a half film, not necessarily in the vein of a, of a short film, it's just uh, not necessary for there. So that's what I was doing at the beginning of the year. And we was, we were prepping uh, the vengeance. Okay. And uh, I guess we did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, can you talk <laughs> about uh, – we talked about a lot of stories from the set of Vengeance. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Do we have one oh that we God. haven't talked about yet? We do? I don't know. Do is we? that even – is that possible? <laughs> uh, we never talked about filming the underwater scenes, have we? Yeah. You know what? The underwater scenes were so funny to me because, uh, y- you know uh, – the concept of an underwater scene uh, when you're dealing with film uh-huh. and uh, dealing with the pre-technology, that's got to be one thing that has completely changed because uh, <laughs> let's put it this way. As soon as I saw that we were doing an underwater scene, my old reactions clicked in and, and I said, you know, that's too expensive. That's, 
and too difficult and too blah, 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 because you had to, you had to get, uh, most underwater scenes were done with a Mitchell box oh, okay. camera, uh, which is, you know, the stunt version of the Mitchell, which is virtually right out of the wing of, of, you know, a Mustang fire from world war, uh, two. It's, it's virtually the camera that we used for, uh, that we built containers for to, uh, do underwater, you know, no sink sound or anything like that. Uh-huh. So, uh, y- you know, uh, somebody who, who was a film loader in world war two would absolutely recognize the camera that we used even up until the nineties, uh, to, to do, uh, underwater scenes. Uh, and then you would put it in, a, a, a basically a plexiglass housing, you know, um, that was built like a tank. And then, you know, a couple of people would have to get it underwater and, and you would have to have underwater lights set up and ready to go because, uh, the films, there's just no way they had enough uh, speed to actually shoot something underwater. You know what we did on Vengeance? What'd you do? We literally took black plastic and put it inside of a swimming pool. Right? We okay. just sunk it in a swimming pool. And then when Jason, when you're looking at Jason down there, there isn't even any lights. We just used the light of the day uh towards the end of the day and um and <laughs> dustin had uh like an off-brand um gopro uh-huh. <laughs> and he literally just leaned over the edge of the pool stuck stuck the camera just underneath the surface <laughs> and started rolling <laughs> Jesus. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the under is that the drowning sequence? That's the whole that's oh the my. that's well the, the thing is is of course it was filmed in three places, but I mean that's that's the wake up sequence. Oh for, uh, okay. Right? You yeah. know, so uh that's the whole thing. That's awesome Liter- though. That shot's literally awesome. he he just yeah, and he just bounces to the to the bottom <laughs> bounces to the bottom of the uh uh of the um pool Mm -hmm. with uh i think that he was holding a sandbag so that you know he would uh so that he would you know be in the right uh position yeah standing standing on the bottom on the plastic on the bottom of the uh pool and uh he did that you know that movement uh, 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 to look like (laughs) he's waking up and uh and then he let go of the bag and came back up and took a breath (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and you're right. It is a beautiful shot. <laughs> and there's and there's Dustin on the side of the uh, literally on the side of the pool, uh, you know, holding the camera, trying to grab with with a camera that is I swear to God, the camera is not even the size of his hand. Yeah. And, and shooting like that. And it looks great. Right. Yeah. It's now the rest the rest of the sequence is we shot most of the close-ups and stuff on the same pool. Oh, okay. Uh just with the black. And what we did is we took the black and and the black plastic went up. It went under the under the pool 
we got a really wide piece under the pool and and just out the other side and then up over the fence on the other side of the uh on the other side of the pool right okay so literally all you're looking at all you're looking at is the water and black plastic and nobody can tell and nobody can tell and then we cut it in with see, with uh, shots of them going into the water. Okay. And, and 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 we cut it in and out with some shots of them, you know, uh, w- with us just filming them from the shore, uh, swimming in the pool in the cold cold water. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So that's just for the entrances and exits, and that's it. Awesome. So I mean, I mean, really. So easy compared to, you know, what it used to be. Technology definitely has changed and allowed for a lot easier access of certain uh, things like this, I guess. No, yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, is I have to kick, I have to kick those thoughts out of my head. Those, uh, yeah, the old school (laughs) type of, uh, you know, filming. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, is there's, it's such a mismatch in that, um, a lot of the things that I know that can help uh, productions run better, I, I still have a whole bunch of them. I mean, rules about uh, production design and, and rules about, you know, how you get your shots and stuff like that. And, and you know, what you shoot in the day and so forth. A lot of them, you know, are, are still the same. It, it just have never been taught to people that, you know, uh, aren't in and part of the, the the studio system and stuff but at the same time there's a lot of things that just completely disappeared you know i mean uh uh i i would give you the example of the old nagra uh tape recorders uh a nagra was a reel-to-reel tape recorder okay that was famous as being the it was really famous for two things the first was that it was absolutely the only thing that you would ever use for filming um, motion pictures. Okay. Because it was, for one thing, it had it, the, the recorder itself was syncable. In other words, it, it literally had a, a cord that went from it to the camera. Oh. And, and you would sync it to the uh, camera speed. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, and 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 so there was that, so that it, they they would put marks on each other, the film the film the tape would put marks on each other, so that you would then sync it back inside of the, you know, when oh, you okay. uh, were developing the film. Awesome. And uh, the other thing that it was well known for was um, recording uh, live concerts. Okay. Uh, particularly uh, dead concerts. Ah, virtually every, <laughs> I would say uh, uh, there, there were two recorders that people used all the time. One was a knack, Nakamichi, uh, which was the ultimate uh, 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 portable uh, tape recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and that was that was a cassette recorder. Uh, but the other one and the one that had been used since, you know, the, the 70s it, it was the NACs and, and, and were the NAC recorders. Uh, um, and uh, those were um, I just said the same thing. Right. 
the knack was the CD, and what was the reel to reel? Oh, it just went right out of my head. Anyway, those were used, and and a lot of the guys that worked on um, that worked on films, uh-huh. a, cr- a great deal of them were also deadheads, and they would, and uh, they would uh, go to every concert of the dead, you would see all these sound guys from uh, the movies uh, recording uh, the Grateful Dead. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, because the Grateful Dead allowed, they they allowed uh, uh, a recording. Not only that, there were uh, about 150 outlets from the board, from the soundboard itself, Mm -hmm. that, that you could tap directly into okay so you so you would take your nagra and you would take ah the nagra was the reel to reel the knack was the cassette so you would take your these guys would take uh the nagras and they would uh record from the board and they would throw up two mics and throw up uh mics and record in stereo of the band at the same time and then they would make a mix of the two so that you would get this uh, audience feel as well as the clarity of the uh, the clarity of the uh, sound of the board at the same time. Perfect. I I knew some cool. sound guys that had that had gone to as many as twenty five hundred dead shows. Jesus, that's a yeah. lot of Grateful Dead. Well, either that it was it, it was. Uh, a combination of the Grateful Dead and uh, Bob Weir shows and Jerry Garcia shows and all the rest of that. Okay. Um, Twenty five hundred, three thousand, easily. That's insane to think. <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? So, what'd you do in uh, early summer? Early summer. Well, early summer. Hell, we we filmed mm-hmm. up until uh, we we were filming in June, I think. And, uh, and, and then, um, and then I was having a discussion with this guy. Oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, he sucked me into a podcast. Ah, that guy. What an asshole. Oh, I'm telling you, you just have no idea. He's the worst. He (laughs) is the worst. And I don't know. And by the way, how about talking about the weird, uh, uh, coincidence of starting this, uh, podcast right I mean, it, it goes from hey you want to come on and be interviewed on my horror movie podcast to hey i like you let's start our own podcast hey you got a podcast network let's hop on board hey let's work <laughs> together i got stuff you got stuff let's do this and now it's right. this creative friendship that has just led down so many pathways i mean the story in and of itself is a rabbit hole that's right it's a rabbit hole. it's a rabbit hole and uh, and hopefully uh, or not hopefully, but this year, definitely mm-hmm. uh, it, we are going we're going to have some great projects coming yes. coming down the line, um, which reminds me, I, I've been meaning to say this. Uh, we need animators. Yes. <laughs> I've been talking to our friend Don Shell and he gave oh, me cool. a line on a fellow to talk to who. Have you ever watched the television show Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Oh, my gosh. Of course. Uh, the voice of Frylock. Really? Yes. Yes. 
Yes. Uh, give, <laughs> put me in touch with him, which then could get me into in touch with a bunch of different animators, which would also get into a possible rabbit hole episode where we have Frylock himself on here. So that's oh, also, we, we need to mention that this is our last episode of 2019. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 2019 is dead. Yes. I, I I thought it was a pretty interesting year for me. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting year for you. But plus, there was one thing that I, I did want to, to throw out that <laughs> that's sort of a uh, uh, a combination adventure that we had. <laughs> oh, uh, the monster mania Robert England one. That's right. <laughs> that was such a, a cool experience. That was the best birthday gift ever. And I don't, I think you scarred that man. And the way that you were like, no, don't go to him. Go to the guy, the other guy. And, yeah. and he's like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> Do you realize that the other guy the other, I can't think of his name right now, but the other guy actually got back a hold of me. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He got a hold of me, and uh, we're friends on Facebook. Nice, the guy with the beard. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah. He's he, uh, he was a nice guy about it. He just, I'm mean, yeah. guess that he's been fucked around once or twice, so he was hesitant. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna lose me my job, are you? <laughs> But the fact that we shut down a line that was seven hours long just to give Robert a book on my birthday was incredible. And then we the whole entire room responded to Robert picking up my cell phone and going, hey, guys, look, it's Mick Strahd. <laughs> that was hilarious. It was. That's a perfect example of what happens when uh, we do stuff. Just what happens. Yes, it is. Right. We don't even have to be near each other. No, it just happens. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> I, I was going to throw another one out. Okay. Uh, I found out that the first one of the first projects that I ever did became a, a staple in the homes of um, Canadians uh, all through the country. Yes, the commercial. That I had no idea... <laughs> The weird ass logic commercial. Yes, yes. The uh, the uh, it was uh, safety. Uh huh. It was about safety. Yes. You know uh, that was that still to apogee. Me that, that's what it was. It wasn't logic. It was apogee. Apogee. Right. Yes. Right. 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 Apogee. Um, it it was such a strange thing that. Uh, because I've mentioned that so many times to so many Americans that had just no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> and I and I got to the point of I didn't even I didn't even know if it was finished. I didn't even know that it that, you know, it had uh, what had become of it. Mm -hmm. So um, to be able to see it and then for people to say that. That this was like an incredible part of their uh, that that evidently that little robot became boogeyman for all kinds of Canadian <laughs> children. <laughs> Jeez, oh man, that was hilarious. So uh, we did twenty five episodes this year. 
We did. We did. And uh, let's look back on a couple of those with episode one being hand models, space sluts in the future. (laughs) Episode two being Dwight, Asian rockabilly and syndicated in Scotland. That's right. (laughs) Episode three, definitely not about a giant penis, but probably still is. Yes, I'm I'm almost 100 percent sure that um, that that is an inaccurate title. Uh, What else? A nightmare on Mick Street, a pile of arms and ultra slime. Oh, yeah. 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 And then the one I I have to I want to break this for one moment. Yes. Um, My dog is playing at my feet. Right. (laughs) And and he has he has a Mr. Build all. Okay. That somebody gave him a Mr. Bill doll th- that has the greatest squeaker. Um, oh. You know, Mr. Bill's, oh no! Yeah. <laughs> so so that, that's, that's what I keep hearing in the background. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and then one of our our first interviews uh we had robert england and it was uh she looked like patty smith stuck in a lift in the nightmare drop off oh that's right right that was quite the episode yeah, and then uh yeah. after that we featured the last interview with the late john carl buchler oh we did that's right these are interviews off of uh off of the book that i did yes behind the screams yeah, we still have a whole, a whole bunch, bunch of stories. Of, uh, we did with one that. with Tuesday Night, uh, Quicksand and Vengeance. And then we talked about Joe Castro's Mortal Kombat move, camera movement, and surf Nazis at night. <laughs> Personal favorite, yes. Yes. Uh, oh, we had Tisa on with the hashtag show more wiener, a big that rubber penis, and 16 hours with my with balls in my face. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes. Remember it well. Ugh. And then we uh, talked about me pissing in a Coke bottle. That's right. Yes, that was. Are, good. Ha, have you have you since have your had your uh, car? You know, I, I think about that. I, I think <laughs> about that in terms of this. Somebody says. I, somebody said um, that uh, basically, you know, when you get a new new quote-unquote used car yeah you're just you're just trading your old farts with somebody else's true and 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 it made it made me think of you (laughs) because i pissed all over my girlfriend's car (laughs) that's right (laughs) after that we had our friend george c romero on that's romero the breathing ah that's right yes and then you met one of my friends uh mick went to hell and he met adam marcus <laughs> adam marcus that's right uh the thief yes uh the episode was mick goes to hell the bane of my existence and right above porn <laughs> 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 our titles are above all yes best. uh yes yes we had Great. your buddy Jeff Burr on, and we had oh. talked about Big Bad Beetleborgs, Night of the Scarecrow, and you fold Pluto. That's right. It, it, and and uh, since then, yes. And I want everybody to know that this since then, um, I 
got Jeff together with a couple of friends of mine that do a podcast called uh, The Boneheads. Okay. And uh, The Boneheads are uh, three friends of mine from Kentucky that do the the deepest nerd dives on on everything you can imagine you've ever heard. And the thing that was great is that they got together. I got them together with Jeff so that all of them could do a deep dive into uh, horror films. Yeah. And and they went so deep. It, it was a two hours long and I recommend it to anybody. Uh, uh, you can just go to the boneheads and they're in all right. You know, it's a podcast in all the regular places. And the, the thing is, is that I don't tend to do really deep dives except for into things that um, I specifically know about, you know, I mean, specifically shows that I was going. And so uh, the thing is, is, uh, uh, Jeff Burr is a fan. I mean, he is a deep fan of uh, films and horror films. And and I put him together with other deep fans, and it, it made for uh, two episodes of some of the greatest deep dive stuff you've ever heard. Okay, so we're back. Yeah, a uh, <laughs> little weird dead spot thing there. Don't know what happened, but... Anyway, back with our year in review, we had our friend Matt Shaw on to talk about. That's right. Up all to night. Talk about he's a he's a horror writer from um, across the pond. Yes. And, and then. Go ahead. We had our Star Trek episode. Yes, we did. And we had a special Star Trek episode. We featured uh, uh, Nick Benson. Nick Benson. Yeah. Darryl Nick Benson Taylor. talking about uh, talking about. Uh, him reworking um, one of the classic Excelsior, uh, in fact, the ship Excelsior. Restoring so, the Enterprise, uh, a stop in Detroit, and Jonathan Archer Rocks was the name of the there, episode. There you go. And then we so, talked about your antics on Quiet Cool. Yeah, we did talk about Quiet Cool, didn't we? <laughs> and then the next episode we had Jacques on. That's right. There's a deep dive into into uh, uh, old old style uh, photography. Voice of the lens, my Anthony Perkins story, and inspired by Kubrick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, that's boy, that's a big uh, that's a big year for anybody. I know it's it's so much content and like it's all so drastically different. Yes, yeah, it's. And it's even different from itself. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen around here. You and know the what guests, I'm saying? The, the guests alone vary from different people in the industry, different experiences. And their stories are always, like, just so wild and entertaining. Like, yeah. 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 You know, that's a it, – it, it's – oh, I love this. My dog is uh, – is, Decided that uh, I'm ignoring him and he's so he's uh, turned his water dish over and now he's turned his food dish over. Oh, that's never good. <laughs> yeah, clean that up anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it, it's um, number one. I like to have uh, interesting 
people that I find interesting on. Yes. Know? And uh, so far, I think that we've been incredibly successful at that. I agree. Um, one thing I, I, I do want to say, and I want to say thank you to uh, the people of Glasgow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we do have a, a actual radio show that we are actually on. Yes. And I am so grateful for uh, all the all the fans that we have in Glasgow. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just uh, it's just like a, a, a little beacon of light uh, or, or, or darkness, depending on you know where you think I'm from. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> coming from uh, coming from on the other side of the ocean. <laughs> oh my <laughs> So, how was your Christmas, my friend? Good, very good. Uh, got a record player, and a record player. I my did. son got a record player. I love, I love vinyls, and I love listening to vinyls. It's definitely something that I've uh, grown to appreciate a lot more. I have a question for you. Yes. Um, for one thing, I think that it's a myth that records sound that different. Yeah, it's except a myth. for. Except for things that I mean, we we have got to talk here about something about the real difference between modern music as it comes on the MP3s and so forth, mm -hmm. right? Compared to records, um, and this is what it is: what records have is they have they have a a a process, you know. Okay. Uh, there's there's a process about you know uh, you you see the album you know you pick the album that you want you know and you read a couple of things on the album cover right you know because they always had you know the great art and and you know and and you could always find out a couple of facts that you forgot from the last time that you you know did the album yeah. and um, you go in and you get the edge of the record you know and you're only holding it like this and you and and you plop it down and you know, you very carefully get the uh, the the little sweep out, and you know, take all the dirt off the album so that you didn't grind anything in. You know, and then uh, and then you would go over and you put the drop on the needle and pull it down. And it's it is like the old process of rolling a joint and the the <laughs> the separating the seeds and the, uh, the breaking the buds up and the grinding. You know, and, and all the rest of that. We. I think that we as a society or, or just as people, we, th there are things that give us great comfort. Uh -huh. And a lot of those things have to do with these machinations. Yeah. And I think that albums, albums have uh, a machination to them that, um, that, you know, tapes certainly didn't um, take up that place. You know, that they were, they were uh, incredibly uh, utilitarian. Uh, cassette tapes and and then you had um you know c uh cds and and cds uh they there's no satisfaction in uh in your cd collection as to the process of, of playing it and so forth but records it's a thing you know yeah i agree <laughs> i I, th I think it's it's a totally it's totally retro yeah. Um, and it, it and it's 
it's the appreciation for it has to be the appreciation for for the you know what you go through to play it yeah yeah I can totally see that actually yeah I mean uh yeah that that's that's totally it I mean I I my basic Christmas gift was moving to uh, Tennessee I <laughs> <laughs> kind of sucked everything up <laughs> yeah yeah it would it really yeah would. Uh, that's all I really wanted was that record player. I got Halloween, uh, two and five, uh, soundtracks. I appreciate both of those. They're both very different from each other and have their own little, uh, places in my childhood. So well, there you go. Yeah. You know, it, it's, I think that this is an interesting, something that I have noticed about horror films mm-hmm. is that the, the, the place in your heart has to do, you know, w- with horror films, there are certain ones that they become your favorites. And a lot of them happen to be the ones that you saw at a certain time of your life. You yes. Know? Sort of like um, maybe uh, early teens, late teens, something like that. Right in there. Um, th- those films stick with you. Yes. Uh, yes, they do. And I definitely noticed that in people that uh, go uh, love Nightmare on Elm Street four and three, and and they oh well this you know the oh I can, you know I read that particular scene of da 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 da, and I, I just think that that's that's fascinating to me. And it has to do, and it doesn't necessarily anymore have to do with um, what age you are mm-hmm. because because there there are people that go yeah my my. My my dad has played for me uh, Nightmare on Elm Street three and right at that particular time and, and then they're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, I'm that way with uh, Jason Goes to Hell and uh, Halloween H two O. Yeah, there you go. Those films scared the shit out of me when I was younger, and uh, Jason Goes to Hell happened to be my first uh, introduction to Jason Voorhees. So it's like always going to be burned into my mind those films it's everything that happened into them i mean like i said when we had adam on the show like my first introduction to that character was oh okay he's chasing this girl in a towel then he gets blown up the next part of the movie (laughs) is just a dude puking in another guy's mouth and bodies rotting away and gruesome deaths and then jason comes out of the floorboards at the end and then yeah the shit out of with a rake uh, and then it gets sent to hell and it's really cool. And then Freddy's glove pops out at the end. And right around that time, I was really into uh, nightmare on Elm street, uh, two. And then I watched four and then I was like, well, who are these characters? And my dad's like, it's because they're from three. So I watched three and then I love three. And then, <laughs> you know, and I mean, I named my daughter after Taryn from nightmare on Elm street three. There you go. Like, that, I mean, you know, who wouldn't exactly that? I mean, that film is awesome. You know that new mutant. Uh, you know uh, that new Marvel movie, uh, X Men: New Mutants, is supposed to have a dream oh, right. feel to it. Oh, does it? They're in an asylum. They're like mutants trapped in an asylum, and I guess there's ghosts of other mutants or some shit in there, and they have to team up. And oh, I got it. Yeah, I gotta check that out. Yeah, uh, it was delayed. It was supposed to come out August last year, and it was delayed, and we sh- should be getting a trailer around New Year's for it. Huh. 
Well, yeah. you would think that the rights would be difficult. Yeah, that's that, that's the whole thing. It's it's an X Men uh, horror movie that is now owned by Disney. Oh wow, that's yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> See, but but that's where you, that's where the advantage that Disney gets. Uh, uh, there will be no more uh, rights uh, battles anymore. Yeah, because they'll just monopolize uh, everything. Yeah, <laughs> because there's yeah you know Disney should just change its name to the company. Yeah. You know, uh, and and then Amazon can just change its name to the rest of the company. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right, though. You're yeah, so that's, right. That's right. It's because if you've got Disney and Amazon and uh, and FedEx to get them places, uh-huh. the, those are the that, that's the company. It's the other company and the delivery company. <laughs> <laughs> So this year, let's talk about my my year real quick. I got okay. to be a part of the Vengeance crew. I got to befriend you. We got to start this podcast. I got to befriend Adam Marcus. Yeah. I got to start the Jason Goes to Hell fan page on Facebook, which is the largest Jason Goes to Hell group in existence and the only one that I know that exists. Uh, the Friday the 13th franchise website wrote an article about me. I got to internship at Skeleton Crew Productions and work on uh, The Hearts of Darkness, the making of the final Friday film, and I raised $52,000 via Indiegogo for them. Yeah, you rocked. Thank you. Uh, I got to do some voice work on the film Snowfalls. I was recently cast in a film called Red Swan. Uh, I got to do a voice work for The Fall of Camp Blood. I got to do voice work for a charity haunt in Seattle. And of course I do, I got to do voice work in, on Vengeance. Yeah. I mean you're you're you had a rocking year. I did. And and all of that we're, happened while we were simultaneously growing our podcast network and doing conventions. I mean you were doing the East Coast for the first time in a long time. Right. I, I was rocking the Pittsburgh as normal, and we got our podcast network up to 110,000 listeners peaking this year, and that's insane seeing we have eight shows. That means 110,000 plays in a month. Wow. That's just incredible. Of our content. Incredible. Yes, and that's that's humbling, but you know that that's kind of like justification for me that, hey, the last two years haven't been a waste. Well – you know what? We're, but we're going to do better this year. Oh, yes. 2020 is definitely going to be the year of success and creativity to the max. Uh, but <laughs> by the end, by the end of the year, uh, end of the year you're, we are going to uh, have an uh, – I, I think that we're going to be well on our way to finishing up a, an animated feature. Yes. Um, which uh, – We'll tell you about as time goes on here. Yes. That's why we need animators. Uh, It's going to be an experience and there's going to be something different that nobody's really ever seen before. And it will definitely be quite the entertaining film. Let's say that. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Please get a hold of us. (laughs) Yes. So So, we're going to wrap this up. We got uh, another three minutes left on the old show clock. So okay, if we only this? have three minutes left, yeah, I just I just want to say one thing. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. Thank, <laughs> thank you for uh, for uh, being there and 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 engineering and putting all this stuff together. It's uh, uh, 
to say to say that I couldn't have done it without you is literally <laughs> true. <laughs> it's I ain't kidding about that. Yeah. I wouldn't have. <laughs> you know, we we pulled no, the show you know, together really quickly, and it kind yeah. of like went from conception, like concept, to like actual thing really quickly. And I mean, it, we like stuttered at first, and then we found this weird ass groove. Yeah, and, and we've been all, going with it, and it's awesome. Yeah. We're in the middle of it. Yeah. So, anyway, and, and I want to thank I want to thank uh, uh, the people in Glasgow that that listen to our show. You guys are amazing. Yes. Uh, and I want to I want to thank uh, all the listeners because um, without without you, this might as well just be a fart in my car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. There you go, TJ. Take it away. Well, guys, thank you for listening to the last episode of the Rabbit Hole podcast for 2019. Uh, listen to us next year. We'll be back on ooh, January 4th, 2020. We'll be the next new episode of the Rabbit Hole podcast. Find that on Spotify, Google Play, and iTunes. And, of course, on dobackdiscussion.net. And head on over Click the merch tab on that, and that will link you to our T Public store. Pick up one of our T-shirts. Help support the people who are in need. Love all you guys. TJ Bowser signing off.
Wildflower seed in the sand and we sand. 